Hello and welcome to the unofficial, unsanctioned women's UCI cycling show. My name is Dan, and with me, almost as always, but just back from the Friends Life Women's Tour, is my dear friend for life, Sarah. How are you? I'm very good. Um, it's Dan's birthday, people. So just send a little moment to sing to him because Dan loves it when people sing to him. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Daniel. Happy birthday to you. I will Last be editing that out. Last time I did that, he put the phone down on me. <laughs> yeah. And if we weren't uh, actually recording, I probably would have done that again. Uh, I suppose it's only fair though. This is the this is the rotten thing about your birthday being like the week before mine is that whatever I do to you, you have the perfect opportunity to get pretty much immediate revenge on me and, and make yeah. it much worse. So yes, I do, yeah. and it's also our podcast birthday because the week between down in, in in it was the the first time that we we recorded one of these was just round about two years ago. So thank you very much for listening, um, and thank you Dan for getting to cast in the first place. I regret nothing. <laughs> now, Dan's a little bit sleepy because it's his birthday, and I'm a little bit sleepy because I spent the last week at the Friends Life Tour, Women's Tour of Britain, and, oh my God, I'm still on a bit of a high. I, I totally understand that because even as a, as a spectator from the other side of the world, I'm on a high. I mean, holy shit, this, this is... Everything that I, I would have slash could have hoped for a, a women's race to be, with the exception of, of live video. You know, it had literally everything else. Yeah, it was every week. I mean, now we've seen a lot of really good women's races over the years, and we've seen a lot of good races develop, like, you know, races like Energy Water and mm. how they involve spectators from all over the world. In races like the Giro, we can see Drenta, Trofeo Binder um, almost live. We can see. We can see the Giro an hour a day on TV if you know how to get into Italian television. <laughs> but this, this, everyone said all throughout the week, there were two kind of phrases that kept going, you know, this is a game changer and this is setting the bar. And before we start talking about it, a little bit of background, because this is set up by Sweet Spot, who, won the, who run the Men's Tour of Britain and who also run the tour series of Day Crits. The tour series is on right now. Everyone should watch the tour series. Um, and, you know, when they put the, tour, the women's tour series on a couple of years ago, sponsored by Johnson's Health Tech, who also sponsor Matrix Fitness, people said, oh, well, you know, no one will come. The racing isn't good enough. And then when, um, then when Guy, Guy, you know, Guy, Guy who is the, who, Guy is one of the directors of Sweet Spot, was starting to talk about a women's tour, he was genuinely, genuinely, genuinely told, you, he was like Guy Elliott, he was told, no one will no one comes out for women's sports yeah you will never be able to do a standalone women's sports event of any kind no one comes out for it and guy was going well look at wimbledon no 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 people are only there for the men they just watch the women because they're there anyway and he was told there was no such thing as a standalone women's sports event no one's going to come <laughs> wow well, you know, um, what better way to to say fuck you to everyone who said that to him? Um, oh my god! The, I couldn't believe. I, I mean, I, okay. Before we get into the details of the race itself, here's my first question for you. All right, because you were at the uh, the London Olympic Women's Road Race. Uh, I wasn't. I was at the ITT. Oh, the ITT. Um, sorry. Yeah. Yes, but but there were huge crowds for that. Um, which were stunning to me on TV. But it looked to me 
And I want to know, is this is this just deception or faulty memory or whatever? It looked to me like the crowds at the, the women's tour were much bigger. They weren't bigger. I mean, the London Olympics had a ton of, you know, they, it's in London and there was like more city spaces to be in. But all the riders were saying this is Olympic levels of support. So there were people like talking about this all throughout the week and riders who hadn't been in London saying it was bigger than Flanders. You know, yeah. it was like Flanders level. This is like riding Flanders. And someone like Danny King or Mariana Voss would turn around and go, no, this is like riding the Olympics. Wow. Like, it was it was insane. And, and it's like, and, and it's always a big surprise because, um, I mean, Sweet Spot did a huge ton of work with people before the race with communities. So, you know, we started in, I could never pronounce this right, Oundle, Oundle. I've no idea. I'm so sorry. <laughs> when we started in, in, in there, that was that was the kind of culmination of three days of community events and local rides. You know, when we when we had the rock, when people were waiting in Bedford for the finish, they had a women's crit in the middle of it. You know, even places that were roadside, like you know, like places that just had the road flash through them, the race flash through them. You know, they'd say, "Well, once you've finished standing roadside, come along to the leisure centre where we're having a kids' bike race." Wow. You know. And the Matrix, the, the Matrix um, Volpine team and riders like local riders like um, Emma Trott were going into local schools. You know, they did schools projects and stuff like that. That's awesome. And the thing that was crazy. So every day we started off, and when we got to Oundle, Oundle we were like, "Oh, blimey!" You know, actually, it started the day before with the press conference because in the press conference you're in this room and you've got Mariana Voss, Emma Johansson, Lizzie Armit said, and Georgia Bronzini. And it was so packed that photographers were climbing over each other and they had journalists standing outside in the hall listening because they couldn't get into the room. Wow. And they said that was bigger than the men's tour. And the calibre of what we got, we had national BBC Sport, this lovely guy, Nick Hope, everyone should follow Nick Hope on Twitter, um, was there from the BBC doing daily pieces, you know, daily film pieces and audio pieces and stuff like that. And then they had local BBC would do, you know, would, for the local BBC news, they had the Telegraph, the Independent, the Guardian, the Times, you know what I mean? We had some, you almost don't need cycling media anymore. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's amazing. Those are like, like, that's, that's major. That's huge. Yeah. Yeah, it was. And, and you know, and, and you've got someone like Mariana Voss, who, who's been to every race. You know what I mean? She's raced mm. at home in Falkenberg. And obviously there's a little bit of an element of, you know, Mariana's always going to pick up the race that she's in if it's good. But, you know, Voss was genuinely, genuinely saying this is this is this is great. And, and what they loved, what riders loved so much was so on, on Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, if there was a school anywhere in the nearby vicinity, it was out on the roadside cheering. Oh. <laughs> and they had... And they had, um, we have in England this thing called the Breeze Pro, the Breeze Network, which is getting women to do, um, you know, to getting, you know, basically led, leaded, right, leaded, whatever, right, rides with leaders for helping women to get into cycling. Yep, yeah. Yep. And so they'd have Breeze rides going there or afterwards. They'd have kids events and community events. And they really, th these local councils embraced this race. It's just, that's fantastic. I mean, and and it's you're right. It's a key element in making an event like this successful. But you know, I mean, that just shows that a, a, an organizer who really gets those sorts of elements, like Sweet Spot, obviously have, can make a huge difference and can yeah. can turn on an incredible event. Yeah, and the other thing was, I mean, this is why the council. So some people have been saying, oh well, you know, it's a really dull parkour. There are so much better places in Britain. 
But the thing about this was that these councils took a really big risk on this because this has never been done before. Yeah, mm, like, mm. like, like we can't say we can't say you can't you can point to the Giro. It's not that the, it's not that there aren't races with huge crowds because you look at something like the Giro d'Italia or you look at the Ronda Vendrenta or you know things like that. There are races with huge crowds, but they haven't been in England. Yeah, yeah. well, and, and, and not, when you're in an environment where the professional advice is, oh, people don't come out for women's events. Um, you know, you can only imagine if that if that's what Guy was being told, what were what were people saying to councils? Yeah, yeah, know? yeah. And so these, so 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 Guy was Guy tweeted that they've already got the paperwork in for next year's tour. Ah, <laughs> good stuff. And and you know, and they're going to stay with these, and they're going to probably stay with these areas. I mean, the thing is, is these parkour they're very hard, they're very tough races. I mean, it's well, funny. I was going to say, I, I'm a little surprised that people were like, oh, it's it's too easy because. I thought particularly. Um, I thought it was particularly clever that quite often the finishes were pretty technical, through to oh, yeah. through to excruciatingly technical. Um, <laughs> I know they, they were saying that they were saying that the men wouldn't. If they they were saying that sometimes there were two things that you know. First of all, the men, the, the neutral zone was always a fight. Every day there was a fight in the neutral zone between the front car, which I was in, saying, "Look, don't come and fight ahead of us. Don't come ahead of us," because the riders were really testy and ready to go. And then the finishers were super technical, and they're like, "Yeah, we'd have had complaints about this if we had it in the men's race." Mm, mm, yeah. yeah, and they just, yeah, I, I mean, I could talk about this forever, and I know, I know, I, I know, I know, I am a very, very unbiased, I'm a very biased. No, 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 around. totally unbiased, completely impartial, utterly <laughs> impartial. Sarah, like, that's 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 her new Twitter handle. Everyone, follow at impartial at Sarah at Twitter dot <laughs> at com. <laughs> No, because I was I was doing the live blogging and the live tweeting from the team car, um, you know, from the front car all week. So I and I was in this little bubble where you get up at six and or before six and you log on to Twitter and you start working and you don't stop working until after the TV's over. And then you have to make a real effort to make yourself go to bed, be in bed. I've got to be asleep by midnight because I've got to be up before six again tomorrow. So. You know, so I can see when, you know, I, so I, I, I do appreciate that when you're listening to me, you might think, you might go, oh, for fuck's sake, Sarah, this is, this is, this is what I think, you know, but, but yeah, I, I, yeah, it's, it's great. I mean, the courses were super hard as well. Like, like there's, it's very interesting because the, the roads are, I, I, I've never really understood the phrase heavy roads, but basically it's tarmac that's harder to ride on. Yeah. Look, um, I actually perversely enough because of my day job know a little bit about that. Um, the mixture of materials that are used to, to surface a road vary um, from country to country for a variety of reasons, but mostly due to local climates. So um, average temper variation, temperature variations um, over the course of the year, um, amount of rainfall that's experienced in the area, and um, the, the general uh, volume of traffic plus average traffic um, weight. So, you know, like a road yeah. that has lots of trucks or farm implements on it or, or whatever. Um, all of that factors into how they calculate what sort of mixture to, to create. And so, yeah, you can get roads that have... Uh, for example, a coarser type of um, uh, gravel chip in them or mm. have a heavier tar mixture um, and, and that sort of thing. And all of those can have an impact on the way that tyres will respond to it, whether they stick more or whether they glide over the top sort of thing. So that's um, yeah. nerding out about roads with Dan. Thanks for listening. <laughs> Yeah, if you ever, ever, ever have a question about anything to do with car tyres, ask Dan because he's a professional car tyre social media expert.
<laughs> that's that's literally only because there's no one else. <laughs> it's kind of it's kind of like how we host the number one women's cycling podcast in the world. <laughs> I know it's great, isn't it? Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah. So uh, should we just start talking about the racing, or do you have any questions? I guess. Um, oh, look, let's let's talk about the racing um, because I I think I've got so many questions that would be too self indulgent to try and cover my questions. Let's let's uh, let's recap the racing. Um, yeah. it, it's actually kind of weird though. I I have to acknowledge beforehand that it feels kind of weird for once for us to be talking about the race when we finally got detailed, comprehensive video of the whole race. Oh my god! Yeah, I mean, if you want to, I mean, yeah, don't listen to us. Go and watch the video. No, we've got there was an, there was well an hour with the advert, so forty five minute program on every day on ITV four, and that's still available for another month. Um, if you're in the UK, you can see it on the ITV four player. If you're not in the UK, you can see it if you use ola.org, hola, ola.org, or tunnelbear.com and set yourself to the UK, and then you can pretend to be in the UK and you can see it. But there's also daily clips, um, all kinds of clips, BBC clips. Again, if you're not in the UK, use Ola or Tunnel Bear. Just go to um, go to podiumcafe.com and there's a post if you're in the women's cycling section. Or if you go to our blog, prowomenscycling.com, I've linked to it there. Yeah. So watch it because, I mean, you could, there's almost too much stuff. It, it's it's actually one of those really sort of surreal things that there is just for once there is so much coverage available. You know, not just I mean the the, the official highlights and and stuff is fantastic, but also all of the teams really you know have contributed a great deal themselves. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So Wiggle Honda and Rabobank both had a camera. You know, both had a cameraman to make daily films. Yep. And that's. And that's really, really interesting. Actually, some of the most interesting stuff has been um, from riders themselves and also from from spectators. Mm. So um, I have to give a shout out to Tim Hopkin at Tim Hopkin on Twitter, who his 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 um, the mother of his children, his wife, puts up a picture the day, but you know, on of on the 9th of May of like the homemade the homemade rainbow jersey shirts that. That, that, that she'd made for her daughter, her two little daughters, and then the next day Tim saw Mariana Voss, and Mariana Voss got her photo taken with these two little girls in their homemade rainbow jersey shirts. He's captioned it: "One current and two future world champions." No pressure, girls. <laughs> <laughs> but the race was full of like that. Like on the last day, I was walking along, and I I was talking to Helen Wyman, and there's this little girl Millie who's eight years old with her dad, shivering away with her homemade Go Girls sign. And um, so, I, you know, so I was walking up and down to talk to riders anyway. So it's like, well, come with me and I'll introduce you. And I think this was, this was it. It was like, it was so impressive, but it was so, so cool. Because, you know, these are, these are like, these are not like parents, but especially dads and their daughters, dads who like cycling, mm. who were taken to bike races with their dads. And now they've got little girls taking their little girls to the races and their little boys too. And little Marcus, who won the prize on the fourth stage four to, um, to, to design a flag that would be the flag that let set that set off the tour, and he got to meet his he got to meet the Wiggle Honda Honda team and have to get a Wiggle signed jersey and he's you know a massive fan of Danny King you know you're like awesome. looking at this it's yeah. like I, I I honestly think there's going to be kids who there's going to be a future champion out there who how did you get into cycling well I went with my parents to 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 the women's tour and I fell in love yep yep. <sighs> Oh, so stage one, Oundle, Oundle, I don't know. Um, stage one was, was very, very pretty, Northamptonshire. And you kind of start off and, and you're kind of like 
so they were teasing me because they're looking at my Twitter commentary and going, oh, you can tell a girl's doing this. You're talking about the pretty flowers by the side <laughs> of the road, how lovely the riders are. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, so we kind of, it was kind of, um, stage one was one of those, you know, kind of lot, like some early attacks and you had Rossella Ratto going out early. And it was also the start of a really interesting battle that lasted all week, which was the Strava Queen of the Mountains jersey. Mm-hmm. And it was obvious from day one um, that it was going to be a battle between... Well, the first day one was like the battle that set the tone, which was Sharon Laws versus Yolanda Neff. Now, Sharon had just come back from Tour de Gila, so, you know, literally, she, I don't, she was still getting over her jet lag. And Yolanda Neff is the under-23 world mountain bike champion, and she just won her first ever elite mountain bike, you know, mountain bike race in Peter Maritzburg at the start of the season. Yep. Her World Cup, sorry, her first ever Elite Mountain Bike World Cup. So that was fun. That was super fun. And yeah, and it was kind of like one of those stages where lots and lots of attacks. And then you had Elise Delzen out from Specialized Lululemon, out, 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 out by herself, killing it, killing it, trying, 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 reeled back in to almost, she made it almost to the last kilometer. Mm-hmm. And it came and, down and to a bunch of. Honestly, watching watching that unfold over Twitter was probably one of the most tense things I've I've watched in terms of racing, um, you know, uh, in, in quite a while. Because, you know, there's there's that it's it's kind of one of those weird things. There's there's this like artificial um, sense of heightened drama created by that slight delay. <laughs> yes. And you know, and, and you know, you're sitting there. So I was sitting there doing the Twitter updates and the live blog in the front in the back seat of this car with a dongle in um and my phone next to me you know this line of defense i'm going on the live blogging software i'll talk about i'm going to do a podcast with clara beard who's doing the who's the, the tour of the gila and also is doing tour of california because we're going to talk about mm. that in technical detail cool. so if you have any questions about that tweet me at underscore pigeons underscore leave a comment on our blog pro or send any questions to pro at gmail.com because yeah we'll, we'll we'll try and answer we me and clara will try and answer those together so, but you're kind of doing it, and of course the attacks always happen in the places there's no mobile coverage. <laughs> of course they do. That's Murphy's law. They also happen when you're um, quickly trying to correct a spelling mistake or something before you hit send. So you're looking down instead of up. Or <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So it's just really So it comes down to a sprint in Northampton, and it's like this stunning sprint um, won by Emma Johansson against Mariana Voss. And in third place, Hannah Barnes, local girl from Northampton, who's also another United Health United Healthcare rider, yep. with you know, with, with alongside um, Sharon Laws on the podium too. Three Brits the, and three Brits in the top ten, and you know, and it's like you couldn't. This isn't a manufactured situation, but for Hannah Barnes, she's she she won pretty much everything on the UK domestic scene. She hasn't really had that much chance to race against elites. She raced the elites, um, the Winston Salem Classic. Um, which is uh, the, a UCI race in the in the USA. This is her first elite win. Yeah, sorry, sorry, her first elite podium, and it's in her hometown. Yeah, that's crazy, isn't it? That's amazing. So crazy, and yeah, oh my god, it's like yeah. Uh, so that was that was awesome, and and we're like and, and we're like oh my god, the crowds are huge. This is amazing. How's it going to beat it? Mm-hmm. So that was that, and, and you know, and Emma Johansson winning against Mariana Voss in a head-to-head sprint. Yeah, like, like and it was a like, bloody good sprint too. I mean, I saw it after the fact, obviously, but it was a good sprint. Oh my god, it was a suit, and and for Emma, and I mean, I think Emma's 
I think it must. I don't know what she thinks, but 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 like, if it was me, I'd have a real psychological block about the fact that Mariana Voss wins bloody everything. You know? Yeah. And yeah. Yeah, it's just great. So so really good for her. And, and apparently, it buggered up the um, Orica plans a little bit because they hadn't expected to win that early. So, but no, <laughs> they go into stage two. Now we get up on stage two morning, and it is pouring it's it's completely chucking it down it's one of those gray we're in hinkley in 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 hinkley in lincolnshire i think um and leicestershire i'm so sorry i i've literally lost the plot on where we went um <laughs> and it's this terrible gray soaking wet day like little buckets of water throughout typical england you know yay welcome to england cyclist you're italian you're gonna love it <laughs> and and you kind of hinkley to bedford it's the longest stage Raining, 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 and the town's packed. Like amazing. And and my top moment was was seeing um I was like walking along, like taking pictures in the rain, and I see Marv Barris, the uh the Orica DX. Yeah, yeah. He's standing in under the canopy with this group of kids and parents. Got them completely enraptured by him with this kind of twinkly avuncular charm, like <laughs> Um, he's telling them all about bike racing and they're standing there in the rain and there's all these school groups and all these people and it's soaking wet and as we roll out it's still completely crowded roadside like oh <laughs> people came out in the rain and stayed out in the rain it's yeah yeah so so stage two it's the longest stage and it's lumpy um you know there aren't any huge hills around there but it's hard it's hard racing and we've kind of got the same things going on we've got because the intermediate sprint bonifications had um you know uh points towards the general classification you've got lizzie armistead mariana voss emma johansson killing it for them and then you've got the two intermediate queen of the mountains stages and you've got um you know you've got Sharon Laws and Yolanda Neff kind of killing it and people other people going out and trying to get you know trying to get yeah. into the mix so very very interesting so lots of early attacks um you know very early attacks much and 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 it's but you know none stick and then at the 60 kilometer mark around about halfway you have Rosella Ratto go out alone yeah no now, no I know, hard to believe I know. And Ratto had gone out early on in stage one and she's racing by herself through the rain, like through this chucking down rain. And at about 30 kilometers, and there's action behind her as riders try and get away and join her. But, you know, they're kind of, and and an uncomplicated chase. And it's very funny reading the race reports because all the other teams are going, bloody Orica, it was their, their, they should have led the chase and they didn't do any work. And Orica going, are you fucking kidding? Why would we do that to you? Do you think we're mad? (laughs) Uh. so that's hilarious and at 30k to go Susanna Zorzi leaps out of the front and joins Ratto now Ratto said afterwards that she hadn't really expect intended to, to, to for, for this break to stay away because she was you know she was kind of going for the Queen of the Mountains points which she got and then she just carried on but she said that every time she went up a hill or around a corner there were so many people cheering her on <laughs> and, and she started but she couldn't stop and she was thinking about her big brother, Daniele, who last year in the Giro won solo in a rain-soaked stage. Yeah. yeah the Vuelta, sorry, the Vuelta. And so she thought of Daniele and she's like, well, I can't, I can't go back. Mm. And then she's joined by Susanna Zorzi. Now, Rat- Rosella's only 20, yeah? She was third in the um, 
road world championships last year um after and that was and that was after she was expecting to ride for Goderzzo and Longo Borghini yeah, but, you know yeah. and do it so she went off by herself she's a very 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 strong rider she's a former European junior champion second in junior worlds Zorzi is only one year older than I think Zorzi's only about 21 right Zorzi's right. the current European under 23 champion now, so these girls have, have and, and yeah, I say girls because they're very young, I'm sorry, these women have been racing against each other and with each other all their life. They're Italians, they've been, you know, they roommate, they room together when they're on the Italian national team, they know each other very well. Yeah. And they're both from kind of, in inverted commas, small teams. You know, Rosella's riding for Estado de Mexico, Mexico Farron, and uh, Rato's riding for Astana B Pink, but they're not, they're not the big teams there, yeah, you know what yeah. I mean? But you've suddenly got two Italianas working together killing it together out there in the rain in the pouring rain and it's like and you suddenly realize shit this one might stay away yeah yeah and it's like they're riding and riding and the chase is suddenly oh shit we you know should we do and, and you watch it on the video and you wonder actually you know it, it didn't seem like it was too big a deal for people to let them go you know like well let's just make sure we catch them within a certain amount of time yeah but yeah they were they, they managed to make it away with ratto winning by, uh, with Zorzi in second, six seconds to the thundering, thundering bunch with Voss winning the bunch sprint, you know, Voss winning the brunch sprint yep, for yep. the third. And the intermediate bonus points. Um, the other thing about that stage, um, it went right by Lucy Garner's front door. Like, literally and her front door? Literally by her front door. And um, we, I spoke to Lucy. I had an interview with her the week before the race, which you can find on our blog, prowomenscycling.com, um, where she was talking about this and how exciting it was. And everyone in the village was out. Everyone had Go Lucy signs. You know, it was just incredible. Like, like, yeah, fantastic. Really, like, you know, imagine. And her little sister, Gracie, Grace Garner, who just won every jersey in the junior Omelette Van Borsele, was, was there, the, you know, kind of the cheerleader. And yeah, great. It's yeah. just amazing. So, yeah, so we go into stage two, stage three, with Ratto in yellow. And after Johansson had it the first day, and Ratto's also in the best young rider jersey. And stage three was comedy, because it had been billed as the Dutch stage. Because <laughs> you know, this is all of these places. They're all just the other side of the channel from the Netherlands. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and and yeah. So this is stage three. Was the Dutch stage? The Dutch stage. It was Felix Stowe to Clacton on Sea, starting in one seaside town, ending in another one. And oh my God, you should see the Australians in looking at our seaside towns, Dan. <laughs> <laughs> someone said to them it's just like the French Riviera and all these riders walk, and DS is walking around going oh no it's not no it's really not <laughs> so, oh, so, no. so all the way through the race so I was in the car with Guy Elliot who's the race controller who's getting texts from the Dutch DS going you told us this was the Dutch stage like there was literally no part of it that was bad <laughs> But to be fair, it was windy, so... <laughs> yeah, exactly. And the thing is, but we had this, the, the press com there's the press conference video um, in my video collection, and someone asked Mariana Voss, is this like the Dutch stage? And she's like, yeah, well, the winds were like the Dutch, the Dutch, Dutch, and, the, and, the, and, and you know, the, 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 the tough riding was like Dutchess, but we don't have hedges in the Netherlands to protect <laughs> So I'd quite like to take some of the hedges home with me, please. <laughs> I found a way to make racing at home a little bit easier. Yes. Yeah, but it meant that, like, so because, you know, in England... Oh, had... wow. Actually, did you hear that sound? That's the sound of um, several million 
um, Dutch people walking outside to plant strategic hedges for their favourite <laughs> races. No, 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 you know what that sound is? That's the sound of a load of women's cycling fans um, get, revving, up their, revving up their chainsaws to take the, to take the hedges down for this year's race. <laughs> oh, goodness. We apologise in advance and accept no responsibility or liability for the state of your hedge in the morning. Yeah, so, yeah, so, um, and it was, it was, yeah, it's, it was quite a hectic stage. There was, um, Laura Trott was the biggest casualty, I think, crashing, you know, crashing when there were some wheels touching mm. in the new zone. And, and there were some kind of heartbreaking videos of her getting really upset about, oh shit, I've got to carry on, I've got to carry on. And I have to admit, it's a bit disturbing to watch it because you're like, oh my God, you've got a possible head injury. Why are you carrying on? But she really, really wanted to because, you know, this meant a lot for the British riders. So yeah, so um, stage three, um, so many, so crazy, like like so many attacks, like like it's very interesting because the the hedges do protect it, but in England you go through a lot of winding winding lanes and switchbacks, and the other thing is is that because these because you know the villages have existed for longer than the roads have. You, you kind of come there's lots of tight corners and technical sections as you come in through the as you come in through the towns and villages yeah you know like really sharp corners that you're like you don't know what's around them very but you know thousands of people on the sides of the road you know crazy so there wasn't so for the dutch stage although there's no real big climbs there was nothing that really was flat right and you've got your attacks, 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 but it's all coming together into the into into Clacton on Sea, where it does start flattening out, and no one's no one's managed to stay away. The brakes have all been caught, and you've got the typical. I'm sitting in the car, and so go, "What do you think is going to happen?" I go, "Oh well, I think someone from Specialized Lululemon is going to go at five kilometres to go. I think maybe Trixie Warwick or Tiffany Cromwell or Elise Delzen." And you could see them because Spec Lulus didn't have a sprinter. They didn't have a sprinter here, right. so you'd see them all the time, every stage, just trying it. You know, yeah, Delzen yeah. tried it another couple of times. Trixie Warwick won most aggressive rider on at least one stage because it was just you know she's just going and going and going. And on stage three, it was Tiffany Cromwell attacking in the final kilometres. Um, in a typical tiff attack and it's like she gets away and she doesn't get that many seconds and they can see her but you're like you don't need that many seconds mm, mm. Like if you win by three seconds you still won yeah yeah exactly and you've got them her powering towards the ends like rah, with with everyone on top of them like 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 thundery thundery you know ellen van dyke doing her lead doing her lead out you know mariner boss up the front and she's caught with just like just just she's caught just with it to go, and it comes to this bunch sprint, and it's and it's won by Mariana Voss with um, you know Mariana Voss wins with Emma Johansson in second and Georgia Bronzini in third. That's a that's a pretty solid pretty solid one two three. Yeah, and and Voss and the funny thing is is that. I don't know what happened to Wiggle Honda, but pretty much all of their riders were sick. They've got some kind of terrible lurgy going around. And I, I interviewed Georgia after stage four, and I was like, how did you... How I'm a bit confused about how riding in the rain on stage two made you get better. <laughs> it just washed all the sickness away. So it did. The there you go, kids. You've, you've learned uh, an important health tip from us here at the uh, unofficial unsanctioned show. Um, ride in the rain and you'll be healthy forever. Yeah, it was great. Mm. So yeah, so stage three and one seaside town to another. Oh yes, those, those everyone's really impressed by English seaside. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know they say people in glass houses shouldn't throw stones, but if you do need to throw stones, go to an English beach. 
Oh, well done. Ba-dum, ba-dum. Yeah, so um, stage four. Stage four was the toughest stage. It started a bit later because Laura Trott was going to go and open a leisure centre in her name. There's now a Laura Trott leisure centre. I'm assuming a leisure centre is some kind of sporting facility. Oh, yes. What do you call them in Australia? It's like where you might have a swimming pool and tennis courts. Right. So if we, if we, we, I don't know, we'd call it a sports centre or something like that. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's a leisure centre. I I guess we have a different idea of leisure than. (laughs) Well, I think it's because you don't. I think it's because it's not just. I don't know. I don't don't know. We take our sports seriously, Sarah. It's not leisure, it's serious business. Now, stage four is the one where you might have seen some strange things reported about stage one because there was a crash with a race vehicle in the neutral zone, which I was in. I was in that crash, so I can tell you about it. Were you, um, just just to clear things up, because rumours went around, um, possibly started by me right now, that you were driving when that crash happened. I was not! No, I wasn't. And that you, not being a good driver, as in never having driven ever before, were the cause of the crash. No, that's not... I hate you. No, uh, no, it's it's basically... Basically, it's in the neutral zone, and um, there was this situation where they the race had let Laura Trott and Emma Trott ride up the road because it was their hometown to cheer, and, and, and Emma Trott had just announced that she was going to retire. This was her last race... Her last race... You know, this is the last race ever. She's retiring after the Friends Life Tour. And... There was a situation where in the neutral zone you got two riders up ahead, riders on either side of the car, um, a motorbike, a, ra- a camera motorbike like on the inside. The road narrows, and Ron, the driver, took the decision that well, it was it wasn't even his decision. It was a split second moment of if you've got to take out, if you've got to crash into anything, crash the car into the bollard. Yeah, yeah. And um, and so he did, and um, and riders were right right back, right right up behind him, and 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 uh, you know Sharon Laws went into the back of the car and wasn't hurt, luckily, but it was a horrible way to start the race, and it was a really scary thing for everyone, everyone yeah, involved. It was yeah. really it was a really frightening thing. Um, but um, you and and you know and the race was very 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 apologetic about this i mean i got to say ron is an amazing driver the things i saw that man do in the car like we'd be driving along the road and the first bike would have come past and told people in side roads not to come out and then the second bike came past tells people in side roads not to come out the race is powering down the road some wanker in a in a in a chelsea tractor of course i don't know if you uh, what do you call chelsea tractors in australia um, well i don't know what a chelsea tractor is it's it's a it's a it's a four by four car like like a four oh by right four right car. okay yes so yeah i get you so it's a it's a it's a suv or or you know recreational sort of four-wheel drive that that is never taken off-road Exactly, exactly, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So we, we call them um, various things like, like um, you know, because it depends on the, the suburb of the, you know, because you always name it after yeah. the posh part of town. But yeah. but usually we, we refer to it as the, you know, insert suburb name, um, shopping trolley. So. <laughs> yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it's always people, It's as you say, it's always, I, mean, I, I imagine that there are places in Australia where you need those four by fours, but in general, they're driven in England by wankers who, who don't need them and, and, and can't drive. And yeah, and, and it, it's like even even worse drivers than me, and I've never had a driving lesson in my life. So, but you'd see someone like look at it and try and pull out, and Ron would just turn the car that we we're in, and 
yelling out the front of the car, I I can't and you know, kind of I'm basically ready to to literally to if, if if you don't get out of the way, I'm going to bump you off the road. <laughs> and I can tell you, people don't step out when you've got that. Yeah. So so that crash, it was a really awful thing and, and it was terrible and it was it was kind of unavoidable and, and and yeah, and it was awful and it shouldn't have happened and thank goodness no one was hurt and you know and, and you know it didn't affect Sharon's Queen of the Mountains things, you know, that was it was awful. It's a horrible way to start the race. But later on in the race the stage was neutralised and through a completely unrelated accident. And people I mean, God, the rumours, like I was sitting there listening to the camera crew, oh my god, the car crashed into riders in the race and, and people were taken away on, on, on spinal boards and that's why the race was neutralised. And they're like, No, that didn't happen. Yeah. <laughs> that that actually just didn't happen. <laughs> it's it's no, not that, that they got some of the facts wrong, that just didn't happen. No. So so anyway, I've given away the end of the race a little bit, but so so that was I want to mention it because we did and the thing is is we didn't mention it on the tweet and one of the things that the race asked me to do was not to mention crashes on the Twitter because there's people out there who are like friends and family of the riders who are really, really worried about this. You know what I mean? And if yeah. you're saying there's a crash and a rider's been taken to hospital so so you could see it because you know, they thought that um, one of the specialised Lululemon riders was 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 you know crashed out in in one of the early stages. Um, yeah, and they thought it, they thought it was TIFF, like it was being reported as TIFF for yeah. ages. Um, yeah, and it's like and it's like don't don't do that because you know God, what 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 poor TIFF's family must have been thinking. Mm, mm. And, and then you know, and it's like it's like it's not there's nothing you can do about it, and and also race radio. Um, I'll talk about this in more detail with Clara, but you don't get that much information, yeah? Yeah, well, and, and we've heard that um, in several interviews that we've had with with um, different people, and I remember you mentioning it from, um, you know, the last race you're at, that there, it's one of the interesting things is that race radio doesn't actually give you a lot to go on. So yeah. um, it, it, it's quite interesting in terms of getting information out of a race. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and, and also you don't... And also, so you can't... Because you're in... And I'd, I'd never realised how they do time checks. Like, I, 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 it never occurred to me that you'd hear them go, right, you know, racing, running, where our time check is a, is a man on the side of the road in a yellow hat. He's got two children with him and he's kneeling on a lamppost. In three, two, one. And then the next person, would, and then the next check person picks it up. Wow. Like, like it's really, really interesting. And God, it God to help you if he goes to the loo. In, in well, no, no. I mean, that, that's, a, that's a bad example. Yeah, it's static. Yeah. You know, it's static it's I know, static. I know. But, but hey. it's like there's a hedge cut in the shape of a peacock. Um, <laughs> Now, um, now I'm imagining. Like, now I'm imagining someone in the in the second car going. No, that's more of a that's more of a wren. There must be another one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's kind of, and then of course when it's rainy, you've got people with their jackets obscuring their numbers. Yep. So they go, oh, well, you didn't you didn't say who number four was over the mountains? It's like yeah, we couldn't see it. Like like the first time we actually saw what had happened, that was in the that was in the end of the. Mm, you know what mm. I mean? That was that was when we saw it on video, and of course we can see that's I don't know Peter Mullins or whatever, but. Yeah, we we couldn't see it at the time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it, it, actually, interestingly enough, that that it kind of yeah, this almost starts to make sense of 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 the Phil and Paul thing, doesn't it? Yeah, 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 yeah. But you know, the other funny thing is, is that race radio doesn't give you the results. So you know, like you know, like how sometimes we bitch about, oh yeah, we joke about how at the end of the race, 
we know who's won, and then we know who's we we might know who's come sixth before we know who's won. Yeah, yeah. And it's because race radio just shuts off. So what would happen at the end of each race? Once I got my head together, I'd, I'd be in the front of the car with my little computer, and then I'd the car would stop. And my biggest fear is crashing into a rider. You know, so you can't. Sometimes you couldn't get out of the car because riders were streaming past you. But you get out of the car, you like carrying my laptop and my bag and my camera bag and my coat and looking like a bag owner, run to the to the finish line to the podium to behind the podium. Um, you know, sit down behind the podium, panting. Who won? Who came third? Who came third? And people would like fill me in with the answers. And I'd sit behind the podium, and I, as they announced who was doing what, I'd I'd, I'd put it into the into the live blog. And yeah, sometimes I yeah. take the world's worst photos, and sometimes I just you know go, uh, ah, a little glass of water. <laughs> um, yeah, so it's kind of like, but yeah, if you sat in the car and listened to race radio as I did on the first stage, it just stops. So, wow. yeah, so it's kind of like, so it's very interesting. And, oh, my God, I got to meet Richie Steege and Sam Versteig, Sam Versteig, oh. and the, the two mechanics. And, and who, were, they, were, were they overwhelmed at your effusive fangirlishness? I think Richard Steege did think I was hilarious. <laughs> oh, no, this is great! <laughs> you're the only way you can follow racing. You're the best person in the world. Oh, my God! Oh... <laughs> <laughs> uh. I might have said that, yeah. Awesome. So yeah, so, so so stage four. So after the neutral zone crash, it kind of starts off, and it's and it's and it's um, and it's lumpy, and we're attacking. And one of the British riders we haven't really heard much of in the first one, pretty much from the word go, Emma Pooley attacks. Yeah, and she attacks solo. She attacks with other riders. She attacks within groups. She attacks solo. She attacks with other riders. She's just like they were literally. They were, I, I swear she was in fifteen attacks. No word of hyperbole. Yeah. And um, eventually she's out in a small group. And um, I'm sorry if I get the names of the small group wrong. Lisa Brunauer of Specialised Lululemon, of course. Um, uh, uh, Janelle, Janelle Holcomb from Optum, presented by Kelly Benefit Strategies. Who else was in that break? Oh, God, I'm going to have to punch myself in the face because I can't remember. Well, yeah, you probably probably don't do that. I'm just... Annemiek, Annemiek, Annemiek van Vlerten, definitely in there. Um, Annemiek van Vlerten was definitely in there. Uh, Kasia, Kasia Paulaska from um, Bowles Dolman and someone else. I'm sorry if I forgot who I've forgotten you, but you're an amazing rider and you're brilliant. I'm just an idiot. Um, <laughs> and they're out there in this small break and, and they're kind of, and it's one of those breaks where you're kind of going um, 15 seconds, all oh, right, they're going to get caught. No, suddenly it's a minute and a half, then it's a minute and 40, and then it kind of, kind of ticks down again. So it was very exciting out there. And in between, you've got like the race, every time they kind of come to the Queen of the Mountains points, you get this massive race on between Yolanda Neff and, and Sharon Laws, yeah? And with their teams, like, just killing it, killing it for those mid- in midpoints. And every time you get to a sprint point, it, it, goes, it goes crazy too because there's, you know, seconds towards the general classification bodies. But we were hearing, like, from about 45 minutes before we got there that there was this huge road traffic collision, a road traffic incident up the road, nothing to do with the race. Like, I think it was car met motorbike or motorbike met state uh, post. right. Right. And at one point they're like saying, "Shit, the race is. We might actually have to cancel it because the whole road's closed." Um, and anyway, it was coming down and down and down and down. The gap was coming down. It came down to thirteen seconds, and yep. we had to neutralise the stage at twenty-five kilometres to go. And it was quite a scary moment because you're kind of literally going at walking pace. They've taken away the guy on the spinal board, but there's another guy like yelling, yelling in pain at the side of the road. Mm. 
which was very very sobering and yeah. and, and and yeah but the riders were saying and, and they they restarted it and there's a rule that if you restart with a break that has less than 30 seconds you you start everyone all together at the same time which I can imagine why it, I know I know that would annoy you know I know that annoyed like riders like Emma who were out in the lead and but you know they, they it's it's the rules. Yeah, and uh, I can also understand it from a logistic point of view. Maybe not for races at this level, but for but for for smaller um, races where you don't necessarily have the organisational um, wherewithal to to restart like that. Uh, you know, I yeah. can I can understand a certain logic behind it. Yeah. Yeah, and also it's kind of like you have to then work out who's who and and what's yeah. happening and exactly yeah. because the other thing is is that the brake started dropping because because people went back and told the riders we're going to neutralise this stage and explained why, and and it kind of dropped down because you know so the speed dropped because they knew they were coming up to a neutralised section so yeah, so it neutralises and it's and it's and they kind of there's kind of a little bit of a slow. Start before they start attacking again because you know that's quite a scary thing to go past, and it's quite you know, for yeah. riders, well, it's bad enough when you go past something like that in a car, mm, mm. but when you're riding past and you can hear them, you know, literally hearing someone scream, and you can see the roads being blocked off, and you can see the you know, you can see the kind of details of the crash, yeah, that's that's a so they kind of get in, and then once they kind of have a bit of a breathe, attack, 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 you know, like madness, craziness, attacking. Really bad luck for, Liz- for Lizzie Armitstead again. She'd had a, um, on stage three, she'd came fourth with uh, doing the final, contesting the final sprint with a, with a um, puncture. Yeah, yeah. And on stage four, she had, a, she needed a bike change, like with four kilometres to go. It's like, oh my God, poor Lizzie, bad luck. But it comes down to this amazing sprint, um, really tight corners, because, you know, these are British towns, so you're coming through these really tight corners. Mm. And Mariana Voss wins her second stage in a What a shock that Mariana Voss wins in a town sprint finish with narrow, tight corners and and small streets. Um, It's so so outside her skill set to manage technical finishes. I know. (laughs) Georgia Bronzini in second, Lucy Garner third. Um, yeah, it's it's yeah. Amazing. Are you are you claiming that as a um as a as a Sarah Connolly interview victory? Well, I did, I did, I did interview Georgia Bronzini. Oh no, I interviewed. Did I interview? When did I interview her? I think I interviewed her after stage three, or maybe I interviewed her after stage four. Anyway, yes, I'm claiming Georgia Bronzini. I'm also claiming Lucy Garner. Of course not. I only interview riders who are brilliant, and I know we're going to win. That's <laughs> 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 not true. I also interview riders who've got interesting stories. So, haha, in your eye. Um, <laughs> That's a bit vindictive, but okay. Yeah. So stage five, stage five. Um, so it kind of comes down to it, and 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 basically at this point, Mariana's leading by I don't know nine seconds, twelve seconds, something like that overall. And everyone's like, yeah, she needs really bad luck to lose, or good luck for us. And um, I mean, yeah. And stage four had been funny because they had they were talking about oh, there's six riders out ahead, and one of them is Van Vleuten. They're all working well together except for Annemiek Van Vleuten because you know obviously when you're in a break like that, and it's the perfect situation, perfect situation for Rabobank because you know Voss is sitting there comfortably in the break. Oh no, I'm not. We're not contributing to the chase. Ha ha. Let me just sit here in the sixth wheel and grin um, because she's you know because if it yeah. had got away, Van Vleuten had taken away the GC. Well, Voss would have been completely happy for it. Yeah. Yeah. Like legit, completely happy, 
And then, you know, not, and, not and a concern I'm, in the world with that. And and as we've uh, we've mentioned on one or more occasions, it's it's a tactic that they're you know not uh, unfamiliar with and and yes, not... and it used to wins. Yeah, yeah, and and then Blurton, you know, everyone else is like working well together. And like, oh, I can't take a turn, ladies. My my um my it, Mariana Voss is in. I'm I'm riding for Voss. Yeah, and yeah. They were, you know, but they were working. Really, yeah, it's just so much fun. So so fun. Oh, and also around this point, I think it was stage three that Voss started putting up her Strava files. Oh yes, that's right. She did too. Yeah. <laughs> And in stage three, I mean, you know, obviously she wasn't the first over these things because, mm. you know, not all riders are on Strava, but Voss won 43 Strava Queen of the Mountains. <laughs> so what you're saying is that this week the the roads of Britain are full of um, disgruntled, insecure men trying to get their, their comms back. Yes, yes, <laughs> I loved it. It was so perfect. Like, Twitter was full of people going, yeah, I lost my... Um, I was really proud of that. <laughs> but I guess if you're going to lose it to someone, losing it to Marianne Voss. Yeah, yeah. Of course, I mean, Strava themselves were, were, were sponsoring the Queen of the Mountains prize. It was just perfect. I, I mean, yeah, this is yeah. like... It's like a dream come aspect. true for them. Yeah, yeah. So I asked in the press conference, the final day press conference, oh, Mariana, you know, a lot of the guy, a lot of guys have been very upset about losing their Strava segments because a Strava person asked the question. She's like, oh, yeah, but you've got to remember, that wasn't just me. I was helped by my teammates. So I said, well, do you have any advice for all those men who've lost their Strava segments to you? <laughs> and she said, yes. When you come back, when you try it again, bring a load of girls with you. <laughs> Oh, the perfect answer. I know, she was so great. Um, I've, put the, I've put the video of the press conference up on Podium Cafe, and I've got the audio of the press conferences up on prowomenscycling.com. And I do urge you to listen to them, because Voss is so super funny. Like, <laughs> like she answers the most banal questions generally from people like me with, with like just such grace and charm. And she always makes people laugh, like, every time. Like, she's just hilarious, really super funny and super brilliant. And, yeah, so I, I recommend you listen to them because she's just so charming, so, so charming. And, yeah. And stage four, we've been a bit worried about stage four because there weren't any school, there weren't going to be any school groups out on the road because it was a Saturday. And, you know, maybe the crowds wouldn't be as big. Oh, my God. It was even, 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 even bigger. <laughs> It's amazing, isn't it, um, how a, an event builds its own momentum over time? Yeah. You know, like, yeah. like, if it had been me on day one, I would have been terrified that day two wasn't as big. Yeah. Um, but by by day three, you just sort of know that, that, that like, the, the local town email has gone around, guys, we can't let, <laughs> we can't let yeah, yeah. Our, our town be the one that <laughs> doesn't have people. Um, yeah, and it went yeah. and it went through five different counties, um, you know, five different counties of England, and they all are um, competitive with each other. Of course, we're not going to let Leicestershire outbeat us. You know what I mean? Like, like yeah, there was well, there I was mean... a lot of civic pride going on, and you know they had a load of stuff. And, and stage four ended in um, did it? Yes, sorry, I like I say, I completely forgot where I was going. Like by half the way through the race, I just didn't I think, know. I think we're up to stage five now, aren't we? Yeah, no, but like stage three had ended in bed uh, stage. Uh, stage two had ended in Bedford, and they had things like, for example, a crit, a women's crit in the middle. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah, yep, yep. So it's kind of going crazy, 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 crazy. Stage five, and and they get to stage four, and they start thinking, actually, you know what we haven't factored in for is crowd control safety. Like there were oh. so many people 
they suddenly they they just like maybe we you know do you know what I mean like like yeah like, yeah this this we're actually at an, we're actually at a place where where we need to think about crowd control. And there were some interesting things because the TV motorbike, I don't know if you saw the sprint at the end of stage four, but there was a TV motorbike that impeded, that, 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 I mean, the women are so good at these races, it was quite scary, you know, on the corner. It stopped on a corner to, to take a shot. So oh. stage five, they're like, right, the TV motorbikes aren't allowed in the sprint. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. We're, we're pulling you at 3K to go, you can't be trusted. Because stage five had a very, very, very technical finish. Oh, know? that, it was that, like, I don't know what the degree is, but that right-hander at, what was it, 300 metres to go? Yeah. Was, like, that must have been, like, genuinely uh, uh, a good, um, what, what would you call it, uh, almost 200 degrees or something like that right hand yeah. turn it was it was huge yeah. yeah yeah and we kind of we come in and it's and it's and we come in and it's it's just lunacy every kind of um every kind of uh um every kind of place that we're at is just immense like 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 even bigger even bigger than everywhere else before and you're just like going through it like unbelievable and it's the last stage, and this is your last stage for, for, for any of, you know, for glory, for, for joy, for happiness, for winning, for teams who've, who've not done anything. And it's attacking like mad. Oh, look, there's Emma Pooley going. Oh, look, there's Emma Pooley again. There's Emma Pooley again. There's Emma Pooley again. And she's <laughs> out in a stage, and she's out in a group of four riders um, with, with Lauren Hall. I love seeing Lauren Hall from Optum and Lisa Brenauer again. And I can't remember who the fourth rider is. I'm terribly sorry. I want to say Charlotte Becker, but I could be wrong. So don't trust me on it. And they're out there, out there, out there, out there. Oh, attacky with, with, with. And there's again, there's races within races because um, Sharon Laws started just three, three points in Queen of the Mountains ahead of Yolanda Neff. And when you watch it, you have to watch those fights, those midpoint fights between them because there's some really good riding, mm. and you're know, really riding out of their socks to get those last points, and everyone else riding to try and get it. You know, like like it's a really interesting because it's not just because you you can say oh blah 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 you know. Four, they all four of the stages ended in bunch of sprints, but it's so much more than that. Yeah, yeah. So much more. Mad attacks again, Delzen again, all sorts of people, and Pooley guttingly punches in her break, and they catch the break, and they come in, and everyone's attacking, and it's so fast that you can't keep up with it. You just literally can't keep up with what's going on. Madness, and they're coming in, and we're all a bit worried about this finish because it's very technical, and there's like hundreds of crowds and. We come into Bury and it's just, it's just mayhem. Like, 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 oh my God, like from the outskirts of the town, you know, crowds five deep. And we scream through these corners. Like I'm in the front of the car and my eyes are shut because I'm so scared because we're like taking these corners. And yeah, and, and Voss wins the final stage um, ahead of uh, Bronzini in second and Amy Peters, who'd been trying all day in third. And it's just... Yeah, amazing. Yeah, Voss has won the stage. Voss has won this the stage in the overall. Um, Sharon won the Queen of the Mountains. Oh fuck! I'm, I know I keep going on about it, and I have five hundred favourite riders. Um, <laughs> but Sharon Laws is in my top three. Is is my joint? You know, basically my joint first rider and and first place rider. And last year she had. She told me in this audio interview I did with her about you know she broke her. She broke a couple of vertebrae. She broke bits and pieces she broke her ribs at the front and at the back she damaged her lung in a crash at the beginning of last season and then she was racing and she was racing really well she got back and she was racing really well and british cycling refused to take her to worlds yeah um even though she was out there anyway 
for the um, for the for the uh, for the teen time trial. Yeah. And they still refused to take her to Worlds, and because you know, even though they didn't have a full team, they didn't take a full team, but they refused to take Sharon Laws. And I and I asked her why? Why did you come back? Because I would have just stayed home and cried. Yeah. And she's like, well, I didn't want to. I didn't want to end on an unhappy note. <laughs> Fair enough. That's. I mean, it's an excellent reason. It's just. A, it's. It's just amazing that you know she's got that kind of fortitude to to do that. That's awesome. I know. I know. I know. I know. She's just. She's just like you sit there and you're like, I. 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 I thought I was a huge fan, but obviously I wasn't. I. I, I thought I was a huge fan. I. I wasn't a bit as big a fan as I. You know. Now I'm yeah, even bigger yeah, fan. Yeah. Like. Like. Can you not love a rider like that? That's just. It's just incredible. So. And then poor Lizzie Armitstead had had to pull out at the final stage because she was very, very sick and she'd been sick all week and she pulled out of Luxembourg the week before and she was gutted because she so felt she was letting everyone down. So you end up on the final podium with Mariana Voss in first place overall in GC, Emma Johansson in second, Rossella Ratto, best young rider, third-placed rider. You've got Emma Pooley in the um, you know most aggressive rider of the day because she was she might yeah. not have made it to the end but she was very 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 aggressive like amazing amazing riding you've got Sharon in Queen in Queen of the Mountains you've got Lucy Garner in best of British rider I think she ended up fourth or fifth or sixth in the GC overall um, and it's one of those things sometimes I'm a bit sarcastic about you know races where they have best Italian or best British rider <laughs> I was waiting till we got to this <laughs> case but in this case it was like in this case you know you're talking about like Lizzie Armitstead who is you know I don't think she ever got lower than fourth in GC was yeah. it for most of the time and then Lucy Garner in it you know for Hannah Barnes was best of British in the first stage and she came third you know what I mean yeah yeah no I, I look I and I understand the importance particularly to you know when you when you're trying to establish a new race um to endear to the local crowd they need a they need a local favorite to cheer for and get the name of announced to them um yeah. I, I do get that at the same time I you know I will forever find it funny and it wouldn't matter to me which race it was you know if, if this had been happening in Australia and we had a best young Aussie rider uh, best placed Aussie rider or jersey or whatever. I'd still find it hilarious. Um, yeah, no, it, yeah. It, it is, it is, it is. But the thing is, it was also sponsored by. This is very clever. It was sponsored by the Leukemia and Lymphoma Research Trust. Um, beat, beat blood oh, and bone. Yeah. Um, and every day they had the jersey was given was 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 give, was presented by someone who'd survived leukemia or lymphoma. Wow, that's that's yeah. very smart. Yeah, very, very, very smart indeed. Mm, like mm. very smart, and 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 they, you know, they and they'd come out and they tell the story and they put the story of the person on the website and stuff. So, so it's kind of a best of British award. They call it the best of British jersey, and actually, it's kind of like given by heroines and heroes. Yeah. And yeah. here's the thing as well, right? La Course. So La Course led obviously led out. We talked about this last time with oh, we've got podium boys. They didn't have podium boys. They had a podium manager who was a really clever woman. The podium manager is a really clever woman to kind of get people on and off the podium, get everything done, put the jerseys on, do all that stuff right. And then they had the prizes, the, the jerseys presented by sponsors of each of the jerseys. Yep, yep. So you've got John Johnson from, Ma from, Ma from Johnson's Matrix Fitness who, like I said earlier, 
it's them sponsoring the tour series that led that, that yeah the their, their contribution to women's cycling in in britain has been significant over the years yeah and so to get like someone from from strava someone from johnson's you know someone from um you know someone matrix so, so matrix to you know to the best mm. young rider strava um yodel 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 direct sprint points you know that's a really really and friends life group that's a really nice thing and it's like yeah they had apparently had big debates about this in the office so we've got to have podium girls look did anyone give a damn that there weren't podium girls no, there no. actually can you do better than having someone from you know lymphoma research yeah yeah exactly and aren't your sponsors happy and satisfied that they're being put front and center as right, part exactly. of yeah yeah exactly and on the final stage in bury so I have never seen crowds like it. It was just, it was just immense. Like the crowds, it's in front of the cathedral in Bury St Edmunds. Very, very pretty. Very cobbled, you know, cobbled square. Very, you know, very English. Very, 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 very picturesque. And the crowds are amazing. Like they're immense. They've got like they've Nick Hope, the BBC journalist, put up a panorama, and people were like, you know, putting pictures of of. It was just huge. And so I'm sitting there in the hospitality tent with my cup of Costa hot chocolate because, you know, Costa have been, you know, their very express van has been the coffee that's powered everyone. <laughs> and I'm like, trying hard not to cry because you're sitting there listening to the crowds go completely crazy. And, and as, as it kept happening, the race would finish and the skies would just open and they just stood there cheering and cheering. And you'd hear and they'd come out and go, best young rider has had a rat. And they go, oh my God, crazy. And then when Sharon, they say to have Sharon and Emma and Lucy on the podium, the crowds go mad. And then Mariana Voss comes out and she's holding her GoPro camera and the crowds just completely go crazy. You know, yeah. Emma, you're having selfies from the podium. I Those were fantastic. I, yeah, that was cool. Yeah, and they're playing We Could Be Heroes, which is such a, you know, such a, such such a great song. obvious choice. Yeah, yeah, I know, but, but you know, it's it's played all the way through the Olympics. It's become kind of British sports anthem. And then they play Farrell's Happy, and they let out a thousand, a huge amount of red, white, and blue ticker tape into the sky, and riders are dancing on the podium, the crowd's dancing, and everyone's singing and clapping along. And it was just, oh, God, like, I can't, mm, I can't. Mm. It's just... So so what you're saying is that the, the Friends Alive Women's Tour has ruined normal life for you. I, I didn't, I honestly, it's like, it was just, it's just like, it's so good. Yeah. I'm so proud. <laughs> uh, so proud. On it, honestly, I, I actually, um, you know, for, for friends playing along at home, I actually said this to Sarah before we started recording, but I genuinely cannot recall seeing better coverage of, of a race um, in, in um, recent years. It, it was just phenomenal the the sense as a, a spectator from literally the other side of the world of the excitement the the joy the community involvement it it was i you know if i were wearing a hat i would i would tip it right now to um sweet spot they have nailed it this is they what really this is what races should be yeah and and you know this is the, but we've now got something that not just in women's, not just in cycling, not just in women's cycling, but in all women's sports, when people say people don't want to watch women's sports, I, you know, just that picture of Nick, you know, there, there's, there's someone, one of, um, one of our friends from Podium Cafe posted a picture of the, of, you know, at the 25 metres to go line at, in, in, in Bury, I think it was Bury, saying, yeah, people say people don't turn out to women's sports. Like, 
it was just mm, mm. it's just you can't you can't look at it there's no excuse for it you know like no, it's Flanders no. or the world oh well that's the world that's different and people can't say it's just in England either because we can point to a huge you know not not this level but we can point to huge crowds roadsides in the Giro we can yep. point to the people who turn out to Ronda Rangenta you know we yep. can point you, oh look is, to me to me the the case is very clear and very simple if you uh, if as a race organizer you engage with the community get them involved and make it accessible to them guess what they turn up yeah, 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 exactly. And the journalists, I mean, you know, there were journalists who were saying they would, they, they had to, you know, they didn't want to, they, well, we've got to go to the, to, to the Giro start in, um, in, uh, in Belfast, but I'm actually thinking I'm going to stay here. Oh, you wow. know, and they were saying, and they were saying, well, you know, actually, you know, we're a British paper. Why yeah. would we go to the Giro when, when there's no big teams there and everyone's dropped out? When, and, and, and it's, it's kind of a gift to them anyway, because they, they do rightly get slammed for not covering women's sports enough. But equally, there's a hundred thousand stories. You know, everyone's got a story in this. You know, Lucy mm. Garner's a two times junior world champion. Hannah Barnes won everything last year and has gone out to America and come back. Sharon and Emma, oh my god, you know, like Emma Pooley and Sharon. And Mariana's just so engaging. Like, yeah, like, yeah. they, there is so many photos of Mariana with little people signing kids, autographs, getting her photo taken with kids, getting her photos taken with fans, you know. Like, there's, there's just, it's everything. It's everything. It's like, it's everything sport should be, mm, and mm. and it was super fun, and yeah, and and it's going to be interesting seeing what happens next because where do we go from here? We've got to go up, you know. Well, and it's- I, I think this is one of those really interesting things um, because to me this puts a lot of heat onto not not other race organisers actually. I think it puts a lot of heat onto the UCI. Um, it does. It you know. absolutely does. And also to TV coverage because, you know, this was shown... Did, were you watching it on Australian TV? Did you get to watch it on Australian no, TV? No, I, did I, I didn't. I, was, I, I watched it via um, various internet soothsayery memes. Yes. But, there, you know, this was shown on... Uh, this was shown... Eurosport um, Australia. Um, and, and I actually know many people... Uh, completely as an aside... Um, you know, I met a bunch of people at a, a technology event last night and um, happened to mention that, that I was into women's cycling and had three different people who I've not met before come up to me afterwards and go, yeah, I was watching this race last week. It was in England. You know, it, it, it made an impact around the world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And people who couldn't see it as well, why can't I see this? Why aren't you showing this? Because, you know, obviously, you know, obviously the, race organizer could, the race organizers and officials can't possibly encourage bad ways of looking up <laughs> and tunnel bear and stuff like that. They couldn't, you know, couldn't possibly use that. But, you know, there's a lot of people out there who are telling people how to find it. Oh, and the other thing, looking on Twitter, there was a ton of people who were saying, I've never watched women's cycling, I've never watched cycling before, and I'm hooked. And they were making friends through the hashtag and the, you know, yeah. through, the, through the hashtag and they're making friends online and people were explaining it to people online and they were, and it was like, you know, and people were talking about rushing home on their Saturday night to go to watch the, to watch the TV. Mm, and, mm. you know, and I was in the hotel bar, you'd get to, you get to nine o'clock and the hotel bar is crammed with, with, with race team, with team staff. The rooms are crammed with riders all like, yeah, well, the the, the photo um, of Mariana and her teammates sitting around in the hotel room watching the highlights um, while yeah. they're, they're snacking on popcorn and, and whatever. Yeah. You know. And Helen, Helen, Helen Wyman's tweet about, isn't it funny how the riders only tweet in the ad breaks? <laughs> God, Helen's funny. <laughs> 
Helen's amazing. Yeah. Helen has so many. I, 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 I've got my inter- audio interview with her, and she's saying, "Yeah, I was saying on the first day, everywhere I went, there was shouts of Helen, Lucy, Hannah." And my teammates were like, "Yes, we know." <laughs> <laughs> but Helen had a Helen had a huge ton of fans out there, and and, and one of the little girls from Solent Pirates. Solent Pirates Cycling Club won a prize, won a VIP prize, and she's a really big fan of Helen, and and she won a VIP package, and so she went down with her dad, and and you know, and there's photos of Helen with, you know, that's just all these things, mm-hmm. or so many stories, so many amazing things, and and genuinely, genuinely, genuinely connecting up, you know, from the breeze rides, from the well, kids stuff, straight up to the sport, to me, promoting cycling. To me, this also feels like a really cool kind of milestone for a whole bunch of reasons, but but just quickly, because as you mentioned back at the the start. Um, we've been doing this for a couple of years now and when we started one of the one of the reasons that we even did start was because it was hey it's kind of hard to know what's going on with racing you know maybe we do a podcast and and that that helps people find out more about what's going on um and and here we are in two years man look how far things have come and look at you know to me one of the things i just relished was here's like this beautiful big line in the sand that's really really positive after years and years of losing races and you know stupid comments from from senior officials saying things like women aren't at the level where they need to be paid properly and and stuff like that you know it's just so nice to have something that you can just be like holy fuck that was good yeah 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 like 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 literally and 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 you just saw riders just riders smiling and mm. happy and and mm. and um and yeah and just uh uh you know just 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 delighted delighted to be there just yeah. totally delighted yeah. to be there and it's like and and people and the funny thing is is companies because they had you know they had a lot of difficulty with comp getting sponsorship they went to a lot of big name companies right to the last you know right to the final stages and then who got cold feet but you look at Yodel Direct. I mean, I don't. I you know Yodel Direct sprint points like the the whole you know the whole green people just the crowds of people watching them super fast. Strava, like I said, it's a gift. Yeah, it's a total yeah. gift. The leukemia and lymphoma research has inspired everyone, everyone all week. You know, Matrix Fitness, this amazing company who've who've helped, who've supported women's cycling. If I ever buy health equipment, it's from Matrix Fitness. God damn it to hell, Johnson's Health Tech. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. And the, life group who are the, the title sponsor and you actually ended up with companies that were nothing to do with the race trying to get in on it like like had they'd seen it they'd seen it was popular yeah. and they were kind of doing giveaways or if yeah, you're like yeah, exactly. store, come down to our sports shop and buy some shoes yeah like that's 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 interesting man well it's and and oh this is, i think it's going to be really interesting for next year's edition because you know guy is thank mercifully he's already done the paperwork for next year's race but his inbox is probably flooded by those same sponsors who who passed this year now wanting to come back and see if they can get the same deal yeah so. yeah 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 yeah. and also sponsors who turned it who turned them down um yeah saying yeah saying uh yeah that they that they that they were there yeah yeah you know? so so 
yeah. Yeah. Interesting kind of. times ahead. But anyway, mate, look, sorry, I don't want to um, don't want to cut you short, but um, in the interest of not making this podcast sound like all we talk about is English racing, because I know that features almost every week for the whole podcast. Um, <laughs> there, there have been a couple of other things going on in the world. Um, one of which is, and, and I'm sorry to do this to you, but to take you from deliriously high highs to your particular source of, of ongoing aggravation, Let's uh, let's flip around the world and, and talk very briefly about California. Yeah, California. You know what? I can't even be grumpy with California because holy shit! No way! All right, yeah. uh, excuse me. Pause. Pause. Uh, dear friends, life women's tour. Thank you so much for. I, I can't believe anything. Anything in this this universe could actually make Sarah not be grumpy about California. No, you, you are amazing. I'm... Love Dan. No, you know what? I, why I'm not grumpy about it. Why? Because Friends Life Women's Tour has shown the tour of Cali what a bunch of assholes they are. And they <laughs> there we yeah? go. There's the so, other So, no, seriously, because so the, friend, so the tour of California, they used to have a women's UCI crit as part of the race, yeah, as part of the race. And then they stopped it and they had this invitational time trial, blah, blah, blah. Let's invite 15 women, generally from North America, not the top riders, not, not necessarily the top riders, you know, with some of the, with the top Americans, of course, but, you know, like, like let's invite some triathletes and stuff like that along yeah la, 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 la. and this year they added a crit and the crit isn't even part of the national crit series it's not even national level racing and the winners of the crit won places in the time trial oh yay because crit riders are well known for their time trialing abilities yep yep exactly although actually it was won by carmen small who um is like a bronze medalist in the itt so yeah so that was interesting well, yeah okay so so they got so lucky. yeah so blah 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 boring boring it's on tv it's on videos um the fantastic the reason we're mentioning it is our good friend clara beard at fern coyote on twitter was doing the tour tracker text yeah. commentary and the commentary the and the the live commentary on on was was provided by christy scrimjaw so that was great hurrah that was good um carmen small won the crit and then alison powers won the bear the money and all the adulation of winning the uh, Tour of California Invitational ITT. Everything that you could possibly wish for. And the other thing is that's interesting is that is that we've also gone straight into the Tour of Chongming Island. Yes, uh, we have, and uh, we've even had a stage completed now. We had a set, yeah. Basically, the Tour of Chongming Island. There's two races called the Tour of Chongming Island. One is the three stage stage race. The other is the World Cup, which starts on which is on uh, Sunday, isn't it? it? Sunday, yes. Um, and the first stage was won by Kirsten Vild. Congratulations, Kirsten. Um, yes. Uh, yeah, Big shock, is. given that it is the world's flattest race, including Dutch races. It is actually that when they come to the stage race, Dan, they do have a Queen of the Mountains points. Yes, yes. Um, it's at the top of a flight of stairs, I'm told. It's at the top of a ramp onto a road bridge. Oh, well, yes. same thing. Yeah. Yes. They do sometimes put out the profile, and I laugh and laugh and laugh and laugh, because we're <laughs> on an alluvial, alluvial, alluvial island in the Yangtze yeah. estuary. I, I actually think it's, um, it's some kind of weird Chinese engineering project, where what they've done is they've built an Escher island, and so it actually, yeah. it actually goes slightly downhill the whole way. Yeah. Even though it's like 400 laps of a circuit. Yeah. Mm. Um, yeah, so Chongming Island. Um, so what? how much... Because uh, there's three stages and then there's the World Cup. Is that right? Yeah, three yeah. stages and the old World Cup. 
Cool. So we've got two stages left to go on on the stage race. Um, are, are you going to make a, a bold and somewhat controversial prediction that Kirsten will um, will probably hold on? To uh, my bold and uncontroversial opinion is that Kirsten will win the um, will win the will win the World Cup. Okay. Okay. Well, you heard it here first, folks. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Shocking you with uh, with oddball selections all the time. Yeah, um, we'll put. I mean, you, there's no way of watching it live, but they. I generally do some very good videos from it, so look out for those. And then what else will be coming up? We've got the Copa Ciudad de Valencia, which is back. Which is back on. That used to be. Oh, that's interesting. That's in, that's that's. Oh, it's not in Valencia in Spain. I take that back. We've got the Trophée Martin Wilence on the seventeenth. Um, it's we've got some more. So the Ciudad de Valencia in, in Venezuela, Turchomi Island World Cup, the Grand Prix de Maykop in Russia, the Tour of Zushan Island in 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 China on the twenty first to the twenty third, the Tour of Adiega in Russia from the twenty second to the twenty fifth. <laughs> wow! So there's a lot going on. Is um, kind of is kind of then, what we're saying. And then on the twenty third, we've got the Tour Languedoc Roussillon, which you I don't know how oh. they've got. You status. You may remember them for such glorious things as cancelling themselves 24 hours before the race started, restarting one day late and and, to, and teams pulling out because they hated it. Yeah. I am very, very, this is the other thing about, about Friends Life Women's Tour, Dan. Once you've had really nice hotels, really good organisations, really good ter- really brilliant TV coverage, really, 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 really safe races, 72 mm. motorbikes on the road covering the race. Yeah. I don't races like languedoc Roussillon are gonna you know if they thought that the riders were pissed off with them already yeah 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 well exactly and 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 hopefully they do vote with their wheels and um and stay away i I mean that's a race that the only reason it's not on my 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 um number one slot for for worst race of the season is because there were a couple of races that were just more dangerous yes Um, yes yes yeah this is this is the other thing that, that, that I, I do have a bit of a rant that there are people so in one of the stages in the video there's this uh, la 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 someone in a motorized scooter a disabled motorized scooter tried to cross the race at the last minute and people are like oh my god the race marshalling is terrible and you're like A we don't blame race marshals when dogs and spectators hit men in men's races you know what I mean mm. B you don't actually expect people when you've told people not to stand out in front of a you know thundering peloton chasing chasing a chase group down through the city. You don't quite expect them to try and cross the road, you know. Yeah, you, yeah. I mean, we do. We did have what we what was professionally termed as the dickhead factor to contend <laughs> with. Um, but yeah, but you know, but but yeah, we had. But but like you know, people go, oh my god, that crash in the neutral zone—it's so dangerous, it's so dangerous. You're like, yeah, you ask the riders about racing in El Salvador into oncoming traffic. Mm-hmm. You ask the riders about a. I can promise you, I can promise you, if it was a dangerous race, I wouldn't have worked for them. Yeah, I would have pulled myself oh, out. Of B, course. B. Look at what happened in Languedoc Roussillon in Toscana last year. Exactly. You know what I mean? Exactly. If riders, if riders like Voss are not going to go around saying this was a very safe race, this was a super safe race, this was very well organised. Because they just don't lie like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, they was... they they do a PR job, you know, to the extent that they need to. But when when there's something, when they have a genuine issue with something, they draw attention to it as they should. Yes. You know. um, but, um, yeah. Thank you so much. Just thank you, thank you, thank you to everyone. If you're listening to this and you tweeted a photo or you tweeted a a, a picture or you tweeted something about the videos or you're watching along at home. 
of the Friends Headphones too. I just want to say thank you, and that's not just thank you on behalf of myself and people who worked on the race, because, I mean, your, your support was amazing, but every single rider that we spoke to at any point, just, it meant the world to them to have people out there supporting them, you know, and, and, and the support on roadside, the support on Twitter, the support back home around the world. Thank you. It, it just, this is a game changer. This is, this is, this is something, this is a, this is a, you know, when they, this is a cycling history moment. Yeah. This is something that's so important. And you, everyone was part of it. Everyone who's watching at home and playing along at home was part of it. And, and it just means, it means the world. Thank you. 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 Well, I, I can't think of a better note on which to wrap up. So thank you for, <laughs> for listening to us. And um, we'll be back possibly with slightly less effusiveness and slightly more swearing next week. Uh, until then, try not to uh, try not to crash into bollards. And, uh, and we'll talk to you soon. <laughs> and happy birthday, Dan.